Chapter twenty eight of Divine Healing by Andrew Murray. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Christopher Smith. Obedience and Health. There made he for them a statute and an ordinance, and there he proved them, and said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and wilt do that which is right in his sight, and wilt give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. Exodus fifteen twenty five and 26 It was at Marah that the Lord gave to his people this ordinance. Israel was just released from the yoke of Egypt when their faith was put to the proof in the desert by the waters of Marah. It was after he had sweetened the bitter waters that the Lord promised that he would not put upon the children of Israel any of the diseases which he had brought upon the Egyptians so long as they would obey him. They should be exposed to other trials, they might sometimes suffer the need of bread and of water, they would have to contend with mighty foes and encounter great dangers. All these things might come upon them in spite of their obedience, but sickness might not touch them. In a world still under the power of Satan, they might be a butt for attacks coming from without. But their bodies should not be oppressed with sickness, for God had delivered them from it. Had he not said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, I will put none of the diseases upon thee which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. Again elsewhere, Ye shall serve the Lord your God, and I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. Exodus 23:25 read also Leviticus 26:14 and 16 Deuteronomy 7:15 and 23 28:15 to 61 This calls our attention to a truth of the greatest importance the intimate relations which exist between obedience and health between sanctification which is the health of the soul and the divine healing which ensures the health of the body both are comprised in the salvation that comes from God. It is noteworthy that in several languages these three words, salvation, healing, and sanctification, are derived from the same root and present the same fundamental thought. For instance, the German heil, salvation, heilnug, healing, heiligung, sanctification. Salvation is the redemption which the Saviour has obtained for us, Health is the salvation of the body which also comes to us from the divine healer, and lastly, sanctification reminds us that true salvation and true health consists in being holy as God is holy. Thus it is giving health to the body and sanctification to the soul that Jesus is really the saviour of his people. Our text clearly declares the relation which exists between holiness of life and the healing of the body. The expressions which bear this out seem to be purposely multiplied. If thou wilt diligently hearken, if thou wilt do that which is right, if thou wilt give ear, if thou wilt keep all his statutes, I will not send any sickness upon thee. Here we have the key to all true obedience and holiness. We often think we know well the will of God revealed in his word. But why does not this knowledge bring forth obedience? It is that in order to obey we must begin by hearkening. If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and give ear. 
as long as the will of god reaches me through the voice of man or through the reading of a book it may have but little power with me while if i enter into direct communion with god and listen to his voice his commandment is quickened with living power to facilitate its accomplishment christ is the living word and the holy spirit is his voice listening to his voice means to renounce all our own will and wisdom to close the ear to every other voice so as to expect no other direction but that of the holy spirit one who is redeemed is like a servant or child who needs to be directed he knows that he belongs entirely to god and that all his being spirit soul and body ought to glorify god but he is equally conscious that this is above his strength and that he needs to receive hour by hour the direction which he needs he knows also that the divine commandment as long as it is a dead letter to him cannot impart to him strength and wisdom and that it is only as he attentively gives ear that he will obtain the desired strength therefore he listens and learns thus to observe the laws of god this life of attention and action of renouncement and of crucifixion constitutes a holy life the lord brings us to it in the first place by sickness and makes us understand that which we are lacking and then also by the healing which calls the soul to this life of continual attention to the voice of god most christians see nothing more in divine healing than a temporal blessing for the body while in the promise of our holy god its end is to make us holy the call to holiness sounds daily stronger and more clearly in the church more and more believers are coming to understand that god wants them to be like christ and the lord is beginning again to make use of his healing virtue seeking thereby to show us that still in our own days the holy one of israel is the lord that healeth thee and that it is his will to keep his people both in health of body and in obedience let him that looks for healing from the lord receive it with joy it is not a legal obedience which is required of him an obedience depending upon his own strength no god asks of him on the contrary the abandonment of a little child the attention which hearkens and consents to be led this is what god expects of him and the healing of the body will respond to this childlike faith the lord will reveal himself to him as the mighty saviour who heals the body and sanctifies the soul End of chapter 28